0: My name is David Shire, and this is how it is going so far. The podcast, where apparently all I do is record the podcast at night, hope something pops into my brain, and then I just start hitting record. Anyway, that's the process for uh, this episode tonight. Uh, it is super late at night, um, and I was really debating whether or not I was even going to release an episode this week. And, uh, you know, being that it is Christmas and that maybe I should take a week off from the podcast, even though, like, I kind of wanted to do uh, regular weekly updates. But, Ultimately, what it kind of came down to is I thought to myself, I am going to do weekly updates. And then I got an idea of kind of what I wanted this podcast to be. Uh, So today we're going to be talking or I'm going to be talking specifically about like my experience in this last year and how it kind of relates to my hobby that I started, which was uh, running. And so I was watching a movie today. Um, it wasn't like a Christmas movie, although we did watch The Nightmare Before Christmas, which is a Christmas movie. And <laughs> don't, don't you tell me any different. I was thinking about one thing I wish I said in the first episode about Nightmare Before Christmas being a Christmas movie is that aside from This Is Halloween, like the first two thirds of the movie He's talking about how much Halloween sucks compared to Christmas, and how Jack is coming is feeling like left out and like not not at all psyched to do Halloween anymore. That's why he searches for a, a new meaning in life in Christmas, and that's why it is in fact a Christmas movie. But needless to say, that's just a total digression. Sorry, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, yeah, so uh, we were watching this other movie. It was called The Alpinist, and it was about this guy um, Mark Leclaire, who who free solos uh, mountains like in his in his free time and free soloing? If you don't know, is the uh, practice where you will go up to a mountain face and you'll see, hey, this mountain is very tall and very scary looking. You know, I'm just gonna climb it without a rope. And on the surface, it looks totally insane, right? And um, one of the people they interviewed was this guy Alex Arnold, who. Who himself is a free soloist, and also he uh, made a movie that was kind of famous a couple years back called Free Solo, where he climbed El Capitan, which is this giant mountain face in uh, in uh, Yosemite, I believe, uh, where uh, he completely did it without a rope. And he even he... And he kind of put it best where free soloists are really hard to understand because if you're able to do something like that, if you are able to climb a mountain with nothing but rope, with no rope, uh, you do appear to be a hero. But if, as soon as you fall off that mountain, like the narrative shifts and you're considered an idiot. And Alex, who... Previously had done like crazy ascents and climbs, which we've seen on film, was talking about Mark Leclerc like he was a lunatic and that he was crazy for doing for doing some of these climbs. But like it was very like when I say that he was still like very awe in awe of what Mark was doing. It was very excited uh, when talking about Mark, and it wasn't like you know he wasn't like calling him a lunatic. But it it was just you know it was just this really interesting point of view, right? Like you see somebody doing something crazy, and then they're saying it's crazy, then it's pretty crazy. Uh, but to bring all that back to what I'm trying to say, um, Mark, Mark, and Alex in both their films talk about how the reason why that they climb for the most part is to feel that adrenaline rush. But there's also just kind of this sense of calmness about it. And watching Mark climb in this film, like thousands of feet in the air, like you would just think that he's just going on in like an afternoon walk almost, because like the way that he's climbing, it's just so relaxed and so chill. But you can tell that he, but you can tell that he's constantly – or you have to assume that he's just constantly thinking about every single nook and cranny in that mountain face and is just totally 100% focused on that single thing. And so, for me, not saying that I'm a free soloist or like even even it's a comparable comparison, but for me, this last year, what I started doing was I started to run. And the reason I started to run, um, honestly – came about because of the fact that I just I just have too much in my life going on sometimes like I'm I'm trying to do this podcast I'm trying to work my part-time job I'm trying to do it feels like a million things at once like my job can get kind of crazy and so for me running was kind of this nice escape from that and then you know like other personal things in my life uh which kind of which were kind of popping up here and there Um, Like my girlfriend broke up with me last year and that was kind of um, and it was kind of during a rough patch in my life anyway. Uh, But that also helped, you know, like uh, one thing I've noticed about girls is that I've had like a couple of friends who are girls who have broken up with their boyfriends. And one of the things that they take great pleasure in is uh, watching their boyfriends get bigger. Uh, like they'll look on their social, their ex boyfriend's social media, and and they take great pleasure in seeing them, uh, seeing if their boyfriend has been eating more, has <laughs> gotten bigger, and it's kind of mean. And so that's like another inspiration is that I didn't want to be one of those boyfriends. Like I want to be like looking like I'm active too, but uh, my friend. A friend of mine was like, uh, who's really into fitness, was like, "Well, have you ever ran like a 5k before?" And I was like, "No, I haven't, but like, I'd be interested in uh, doing something like that." And he's like, "Oh, we well, we can sign up for this virtual run, um, and we'll have to do it in like two weeks." And so I was looking at that situation uh, when I first started started out, and I was like, "Okay, well." I'm already kind of in a bad spot in my life. Like, really, is this going to be, like, the worst decision I make this year? Like, like it's not like I'm going out partying and drinking and stuff like that. So, I was like, okay, yeah, sure, yeah, okay, whatever, we'll sign up for it. And so, I sign up for it, and then I find out pretty quickly, like, I thought it was a virtual race, but then I was looking at it some more, and it was, like, saying, meet here at this place at this time, and I was like, oh, this is actually a race. And so, uh, basically, I was like, okay, like... And there's no comfort in that, right? Because like part of the reason why the virtual race was so appealing is that uh, I wasn't going to be running around any other people aside from like my friend, right? Like there wasn't going to be like this extra pressure of like feeling like I was slow. And it really, it didn't, it didn't help that it was, it was in person. It was like an it became, it ended up becoming a motivator. But at the time I was like, oh, this is going to be really terrible. And so... So yeah, so then I just kind of jumped into it head first. Um, my first run, uh, I remember, I, I still have it on my phone, actually, it took me about 45 minutes to run three miles, which, you know, isn't bad, considering the fact that I hadn't run like that since like high school. And I ended up I ended up realizing pretty quickly that running is a little bit more intensive than I I imagined it being. Uh, My feet were hurting really, really badly. And then I looked at my shoes and I was running in these Nike trainers, uh, which are like kind of these more flat shoes that you're supposed to use at like gyms and stuff like that. And I realized that because, because they're so flat and they're so close to the ground that my foot was literally absorbing all the impact of every time I took a step on the concrete. And if I was really going to run on concrete uh, as much as I, I needed to uh, do the road work, um, I would n- need to purchase better shoes. So that's kind of the first thing I ended up doing. I ended up dropping like a hundred bucks on a new pair of shoes. Uh, the race itself, I believe, cost me like 60 bucks. And I wasn't like super psyched about it. But uh, over time, as I started running, I think the thing that I felt most about it is that it was really just like this time to disconnect, right? Like you can't... When you're out there, you're, you're really focused more on your breathing more than anything. You feel the breath come in. You feel it come out. And when you're running, uh, especially in the cold too, like it, it hurts a little bit when you breathe in and out and it sucks. And at first, I hated it. Like I hated the fact that I was signed up for this thing. But as time kind of slowly progressed, um, we I ended up uh, getting down my time. I think I went from like 30... Uh, 45 minutes down all the way to, um, 35 minutes by the time of the race. And, uh, I remember the race was pretty interesting. Like it was at a, um, it was at a flight museum and, and it was really cool. Like, Basically, you started off in this hangar with a bunch of planes from the 1940s. Uh, you ran on out. You ran down this really long stretch of road, uh, got to a turning point, ran all the way back up the stretch of road, and then got to another turning point past the point where you started. And then you just ran ran on in. And it was a really cool experience. Afterwards, we got to visit the museum. Um, and it was great. And I remember during the running, like it was miserable. And I felt like I couldn't do it. But once I crossed that finish line and once I realized just how much I had improved in like those two or three weeks leading up, I can't remember if it was two or three, but I want to say, I want to say two weeks and makes it sound more impressive. Uh, those two weeks leading up to it, I, I just, that was kind of my goal, like get under 40 minutes. And the fact that I was able to accomplish that like so quickly was just so, such a rush and like just such an adrenaline rush. And so I just kind of kept going at it, you know, like I kept, um, I signed up for a (laughs) – I think I signed up for – if I'm looking at my middles right now. I signed up for a 10K pretty shortly after that in December. And the reason why I signed up for a 10K is I wanted to kind of up the ante. And that sucked. Like uh, running a 10K in Seattle is not very fun. And where I ran it was we ran around Green Lake, which is pretty much in the heart of Seattle almost. And we had to run through it twice. Now, it wasn't really a 10K. It was more like 2.8 miles times 2, which is math I can't do at 1 o'clock at night. But you can do it at home. Like if you get a calculator. Yeah, that's right. This is an interactive podcast now. Pull out your phone calculator and do it for me if you could. But (laughs) anyway, anyway, moving on. Um, So yeah, and the toughest thing about that run for me, was the fact that it was so, so cold. Like it was it was freezing. It took place in like the beginning of December. And at this point, my job was also really ramping up, like a lot of different things were going on. And so, I was thinking about that and using that as extra motivation to push myself through. And it was kind of in that moment, there's like moments in that run where it just, everything clicked, you know, like it wasn't, I wasn't, in pain, you know, it sucked, but it, I just felt, I felt really like so alive, right? Like, I felt like I, I could, I could do it. I kept a really good, steady pace. And then by the time that one was done, uh, it was like this cookie run. So you got to eat some cookies afterwards and just ruin your whole diet plan for the day. But it felt, it felt really deserved and I, I don't think I've ever done anything quite as hard in my entire life um, up until that point physically, right? Because I was never one for school or sports or anything like that. And, and then finally, for my third run, uh, it was a week later, I just ran another 5K and at this point, the time between runs was about my first 5K and my, the one I did recently uh, was about a couple months. And I ended up turning my 35-minute time into about a 30-minute time. So, I was r- now running three miles in about, in about 30 minutes. And to me, again, just kind of seeing that improvement was really fascinating and interesting and just feeling that relief uh, was really interesting. And so... I don't know. I just keep... I keep on doing it. I keep on enjoying it. And I think it's kind of... I think the reason why I most wanted to hop on this podcast is I think that running in my experience with this kind of like lines up with maybe a lot of people's uh, 2021, right? Like it's the end of the year and we've had time to reflect a little bit about everything that's gone on. We've seen a lot of discourse and a lot of like different things happen. And... In a lot of ways, I feel like it's like running because when you're out there, when you're out there, like your feet are hitting the pavement, you're breathing heavily, it just, it sucks. You know, like there's nothing you can do about it. Um, The best moment for me in running is when it's over, right? When you're done and you think about like how far you have come. And I just wanted to just hop on here and just say, you know, 2021. Like, you know, 2022 might be exactly the same, right? It might be more of the same. We might still have like a new variant. We might still have like all these divided opinions. Um, and we still might feel like we're running, like that we're cont- that we're going as fast as we can and we're slowly running out of steam. But I just wanted to hop on here and say like, you know, one day we will stop. You know, one day we'll look back and we'll see just how far we've come and we'll see how we've improved over time. And I think that that's important just to, you know, get out there, you know, like I'm very tired too. And, uh, I feel like when I get tired, I get way too talkative and I get way too, maybe even more pretentious. I don't have a script for this episode, so I don't even know where it's going to go. I feel like, um... There's a line in Rent, which is super obnoxious, where Mark says, you know, from here on out, I'm shooting without a script, you know, and he's like shooting a documentary. So, it's like, okay, whatever, Mark, you know, you don't really need a script to shoot that. But I I think, needless to say, needless, um, I know this might sound, you know, preachy or whatever, but I mean, one of these days, man, like we're going to, this is going to be over and we are going to be we are going to feel feel it and we're going to feel this change and hopefully we'll look back and we'll remember just like how much how much we've grown and how much we've all changed right so anyway that'll be my christmas gift to you i know 2 days late i feel like an absentee father but <laughs> You can tell I'm really tired because my filter is like going way out the window, but I hope you have a really good Christmas or I hope you've had a really good Christmas and um, I hope that you are ready to prepare for the new year. I mean, next week, we're going to be talking about some of my favorite things that I watched or saw in 2022, which I'm super excited for. I'm excited for the podcast as I'm going to try to keep up a weekly upload schedule, um, even if it kills me like it might this week. And uh, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. So, again, my name is David Shire and that's how it's going so far.